You're listening to the Art of Play podcast. This podcast is about play, not human childhood play, all play. Playful humans make productive, relaxed humans of all ages. We are here to uncover your genuine playfulness to make your human experience a little more playful and a lot more proactive. Today's interview is one of my favorites so far. It felt like a girl's night of productive chats that you float home after and live on, you know, Club Nine. Lex and Ashley are two sisters from the Walker family. In Boise, the Walkers are a little bit legendary. And they are beautiful people inside and out and mothering in ways that um, are only intuitive to them. They are beautiful all the way around. And Ashley is my very wonderful friend from my old Boise stomping grounds. And that's how I met Lex, who is her younger sister. And both of these women are phenomenal people to be around. They exude energy that's somehow contagious always. At the time of this interview, they were getting ready to pack up and leave for spring at the silos um, at Magnolia to participate in the market for Lex's company, Walker Family Goods. And way back when, you can scroll way back in my personal Instagram and see when they launched Walker Family Goods. Um, It was a huge inspiration thing. And tragically, they got to the silos, set up their stellar booth, and then had to take it all back down because of the cancellation due to COVID-19. So that's kind of the last that I um, heard from them. But we love them really at our house. And we chatted for a good long while. And as I was listening and editing, I was reliving so many of the good nuggets that I only did some light editing. And um, you can kind of listen to that and think also known as the swearing, because if you don't really know me, I have some bad words that um, come out of my mouth sometimes. But the interview is a lot longer than normal, but I'm in charge here. So that's, that's what's happening today. These two are pretty legendary in my book. And as you listen, sometimes even I lost track of who is saying what because they sound very similar. But don't get distracted by that because they drop some amazing truths in this interview. And they're pure podcast gold. So, so much so that after this, Lex started her own podcast called Put It On My Tab, which is more of her amazing thought process bottled up into entertaining interviews and insights. Go give her a listen. I will link it in the show notes. And I would like to claim that I inspired her to do her own show, but that is a thousand percent false, but you heard it here first. So let's start the internet rumor that that's what's happening. Okay, just a few things that this episode shines a light on is first, prioritize the things that matter to you and the things that really matter to you. So then pursue them, sacrifice, work, and push for those things. Number two, invest in things to live the life that you want to leave behind. Invest in the things that allow you to prioritize people and not things. Number three, don't put off play. Don't put it off until you have more time or until retirement or anything like that. You'll regret it. And there are so many more that I could list off for you, but we will get right into it. So... Um, give me like two lines of introduction about yourself. Tell me. Yeah. Now do it again. Now Mm. that we can hear you. My name again. Yes. Is Ashley June Stone and I have four kids and I have a great husband. 
And you're a wrestling mom. I'm a wrestling mom. <laughs> you're a wrestling mom. Her yeah. first means- job is a mom or wife. Second job's a mom. Third job is a wrestling coach's wife. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that means that my heart beats louder and faster than anyone else's. <laughs> For it's sure. A lot, a lot of anxiety. For 12 months of the year. For 20 years. 25. He's been coaching for 20. Well, I guess you've only been married to him for 20, We've though. You've only been married yeah. 20. You've been married 20 years? This month. And like, Happy next week. I know. That's I so know. exciting. I know. What are you doing for the big 20? Well, I'm going to Magnolia. <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> going to Waco. <laughs> awesome. I know. Mm-hmm. That you sounds know. like 20 years of marriage to me. 20 years of marriage. No, you're coming back the day before. I took the day off work, so we're going to go do something, something magical and fun. Yes. There's that place Super in... Super sexy. There's that place in Boise that's the giant potato. You should stay there. It's a hotel room, uh, but it's out of that giant potato that you've seen, like, driving down the freeways, the world's largest potato. Well, somebody bought it, and it's now dug out, and it's a hotel room. You what? can stay in it. Maybe we'll stay at the potato. Yeah, that sounds romantic. Sexy as hell. Sexy as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing sexier than potatoes. Yeah, we'll do something. Memory maker. It's a memory maker. Yeah. All right, Lex, your turn. I am Lex Brenton. Um, Married, have three children, Arrow, Louie, and Valley. And... um, my husband and I are both filmmakers, and then we started a company about three years ago, almost three years ago, called Walker Family Goods, and it's a family travel company. We make bags, sell bags, travel, tell other people how Basically to travel. Basically market. We do. You encourage. travel with families. So encourage families to travel simple mm-hmm. and to get out and make memories, whether it's in your own backyard or whether it's 27 hours away. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And so you two are sisters. Yes. And you're, you're two of six. We're two of six girls. And, and then, then, and then and one, one boy. Brother. Yep. Ah. And he's the end. He's the caboose. And the baby. 21 grandkids. And 21 grandkids. And a mom and a dad. <laughs> Thank heaven. That started all of this. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So as Walker girls, you grew up playing a ton with your family. Yes. We waiting for that truck to pass. We only hung out with our family. Only. Like, because we grew up on this street. We grew up on oh. a two, well, it was a two lane road and now it's a five lane road, but we didn't have any neighbors. No. We, no. We lived in the boondock. Neighborhoods were frowned upon in dad and mo- mom's eyes. They were. Yeah. Like it was like. Well, and the neighborhoods have creeped to you at this point. Oh, like now there's like a Fuddruckers in the backyard of my parents' house and neon lines of the gas station. We can check the gas prices from their kitchen window now. Right. Yeah. But before this all was just farmland. Our closest neighbor was like a mile away. These were all mint fields. We grew up. Well, I grew up. Ashley's six years older than years. me and we have different childhoods. I'm so old. Yes. I was raised in a more relaxed atmosphere and with a lot more money. With, and are, she was a middle numer- child. Your, so you're the middle. Yes. There's two older than you. Yep. And there's one between the two of you. Yes. And you're the last girl. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I was told once by a psychologist that I associate myself as an only child based off of saying that I have five older sisters and then a younger brother. And he was like, oh, so you're an only child. But I guess it kind of makes sense. You have five mothers, six mothers. 
Yeah. And then a younger play toy. Yeah. 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 Sounds about right. Yeah. I'm totally, totally but no, this was, but <laughs> I, I know how, what I'm doing, right? right? Diagnose you right here. Yes. But I was married, I, I was married, nope, I'm still married, to mm-hmm. a man that only grew up, he has three sisters, but he didn't like sisters, because what brother wants to hang out with three girls? So he grew up with his friends as his family, and so he only has, like, memories of hanging out with his friends all day, every day, mm-hmm. and I'm like... That blows my mind because I don't remember ever like even wanting to invite friends over because I was like, oh, I have my family to hang out with. For all day. I mean, it's like an forever perpetual sleepover party. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, and I learned about everything when I was too young to be learning of it. Like I I had every Friends episode memorized when I was in elementary school and I grew up watching SNL every night when I was in elementary school. And and those weren't allowed in the house when I was little. (laughs) (laughs) Ashley's a little bit different childhood. (laughs) Yeah. So. But we did. We had a lot of fun. It seemed like we watched Jusha in the morning. Jusha. Jusha? She was the girl, yes, with the big top. Yes, and she would kiss a guy in the audience. She'd put the lipstick on, and she had the boots that went up to her thighs. I was only allowed to watch KBYU, so this does not sound like it it was allowed at my house. Only on one of the four channels we got back then, right? Like, so they would wake up and start getting ready for school at like six in the morning, and I would wake up and go down and just watch Jusha (laughs) with them. Who is she gonna kiss? But yeah, no, it was always like a sleepover. It was always fun growing up. We had a good childhood. So then when did your family travel? Did you, did they pull you out of school to travel or was it just summer? I was actually thinking about this the other day because travel does seem to be so expensive. And when we were younger, my dad was a landscaper and it's Idaho. You can't do landscaping in the winter, right? Right. So we would travel in the summer, and it just blows my mind because I'm like, when did you make the money for us to take off for two, three, four weeks at a time to travel? Yeah. Right? Like, right. It just never has made sense to me. But I think they just sacrificed because they knew how important it was for that family time. Right. Un- uninterrupted family time. Uninterrupted. Yeah. I think that's a huge part so, of it. So, like, the two or three weeks wouldn't be broken up throughout the year. It was, like, a two-week, 14-day Oh, no, stint. it was sometimes, like, six or eight weeks. Like, we did the whole East Coast trip. We did the Midwest trip. So, we they broke it up. up to Maine and down to Florida. Yeah. and They would break it up and do, like, a chunk of the United States at a time. And then we would do short trips in between, too. And then like, we drove up to Alaska. That was one of our last trips. Yeah, because you got to hit the uh-huh. satellite. Second to last. Hawaii yes. was our Hawaii last, was and we last. had to obviously fly there. What? Yep. No. Our car didn't no make driving. it. <laughs> oh, the van. Is, is the, the van, van still around? Oh, that's a oh, sore subject. We don't oh, talk sorry. about the van. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. We'll just skip right over it. And oh, no. My husband blew it up. <laughs> okay, he didn't blow it up. <laughs> But it was in flames after he drove it. He so. drove it last. And then well, I rewind. got a phone call at 2 a.m. And she's in hysterics. <gasps> Our family van is in flames. Mom and dad are crying and holding each other. It's it 2 like in the morning traumatic. and all the sisters got out of bed and drove over here. And we're all standing in the yard in snow 
holding each other and crying and watching our family van that drove us to 49 I mean, of the states. Me want to cry. Burn to the ground. And then Nothing my dad and then my dad it. at the end of it walking past my husband and saying, it's "I told you fault. not to drive it." <laughs> oh, and how many years has it been now? It's still his fault. Yeah. It's still Lauren's fault. Except for Aubrey. Aubrey, when we called and told her, because she was the only one not living in Idaho at that time, and we were just visiting. But we called Aubrey, and I was crying to her, and she was like, oh, that piece of shit. I'm glad it's burning to the ground. <laughs> you got to ride in it, didn't you? Yeah, with yeah. the Christmas lights inside. Yeah, I hung those puppies. It yeah, was a fun little ride. It was a super fun But car. before it was a family, well, in the middle of it being a family van, when our parents started their first business, um, Beehive Homes, which is an elderly care facility, it was the vehicle that drove around the elderly care the residents of the home. And oh, so Aubrey grew up working in the homes mm -hmm. and wiping butts and driving around these elderly. So that was like she associated the vehicle now with, with the traumatizing memories. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that makes sense as well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Man, I did not realize that. I mean, because mm -hmm. that means it had been the car. Yes. For. But this isn't the only time I've heard this happening so if you have a ford what year was it oh we had one it lit on 70 oh yeah right i grew up because so was it because of the dual um uh -huh. gas tanks yes yeah so this is mm -hmm. one of the gas tanks on it broke and it just had old gasoline in it that you couldn't what access was it? right 84 yeah it was two years older than when i was born so it was an 84 club so two wagon. two years older than you. We had, we had an 89. She would have been 36 this year. <laughs> oh, it was a tragic death in our driveway. <laughs> so sad. Taken so premature. <laughs> no, but it was. It was at 2 in the morning. And anyway, we can talk about this later. But they had just remodeled up here. My parents had just put oh, the garage on. The like garage the, the and the, the fire the pizza oven, all that. Mom had just gotten her Range Rover. Brand new car. Brand new car. It, and it could have been so much worse. And we were like, I was like, Lauren, park up at the house. It's cold outside. And he was like, no, Twain would want me to park it in front of the cabin. And I was like, who cares what Twain wants? It's cold. Go park by the house. And he was like, no, I'm going to park it where he would want it. Well, at two in the morning, my mom got a phone call and it was like, bug, um, I just saw flames outside in your driveway. I opened up the front door and I could feel the heat on my face. Oh my word. So that's like a hundred and a hundred feet at least away. Yeah. At least. Yeah. 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 And the flames were at least 30 feet in the air. Like, like it was all in flames. Like that's insane. a little bit traumatic. I'm sorry. We're reliving. This is a real downer. We're reliving this drama right now. <laughs> the trauma. So our childhood oh, was yeah. really good. <laughs> <laughs> So you, so it was a, was it a full 14, 15 passenger 15 or was passenger. it? Okay. That's it. But I think they took the last row out because they built a bed in the back. Back oh. when you didn't have to be in seat be belts or in. Yeah. It was car such seats a, or, mm -hmm. yeah. Such an amazing way to travel. It really, it was. when you can sleep your way yeah. through it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, that's how I remember Ohio. Is from the, like it, you'd pop up and see. Yeah. And it was like, hey kids, wake up. You're in Ohio. That's yeah. how, yeah. that's how I remembered Alaska and Canada. Cause oh. I remember laying on the back bed and getting penny, penny sour gumballs from a, um, a vending machine in Canada and listening to the Judds 
Oh, the Judds. On our cassette player. Man. The Judds were our We're the road Alaska. trip music. Yeah. 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 Which is funny because that's Grandpa. exactly what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Take me back to yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the good old days. We do that with our kids now. So like when we go on a road trip, we kind of find like a new album. Or yeah. like what it becomes, what do you want this summer's album to be, you know? Yeah. And so we'll so like you imprint on them totally. the memories. Yeah, totally. Right. Because they yeah. also say like buy a candle wherever you're going. It becomes the soundtrack oh, of their lives for that, that moment. Yes. It yeah. brings you back. The yeah. sense, the sound. The more the, senses you can The sour candy include. and the juds. Yes. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. atomic fireballs. Oh yeah. That was our dad's atomic fireballs and, um, Sunflower seeds. seeds. Sunflower seeds. Yeah. Well, wait, where do you spit them in the van? In a cup. In a cup. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry, Utah girl. We, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> and then my mom, if she was feeling crazy, she would get a Dr. Pepper. Oh, but and really wild. That was oh. like her crazy. Because we grew up with a mom who brewed her own kombucha and used essential oils and wore mm-hmm. Birkenstocks back mm-hmm. before all three of these things were trendy. Right. This was just our mom being a mom that's no wonder I love her so much <laughs> and and she and was, then we grew up with a dad who got donuts every Saturday morning and chocolate milk and oh, fruit loops lucky charms oh yeah but we never had those in our house during the week because mom was allergic to sugar which was we went with I mean we like figured sure. that was a thing I don't think it's a thing I think she I think it always just gave her bad headaches yeah yeah. Or maybe she just didn't want to raise little shits, so she didn't give us sugar. <laughs> we never had sugar until Saturday morning, and yeah. then it was a free-for-all. And then on our birthdays, we got to go crazy. Oh, see, that's super fun. It is. Yeah. No, we, I, I let my kids take out way too many treats nowadays because yeah. of our youth and how I was raised. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, think, I mean, because we all swing to our... Yeah, right. the memories try it out. of, you yeah, know, yeah. like, my mom did it this way, but I'm going to try it this way. I'm going to do it this way. But our dad still drops mm. off a kombucha on our front doorstep every morning. Every morning. He brings what a kombucha while I'm working. Yeah. It's pretty cute. Oh, my gosh. We really I do. Mean, we really do. Back to your, back to talking about our childhood being fun. And we owe everything to our parents, obviously. Oh, because yeah. they're who raised us and implanted these mm, experiences within us. And, um, but dad and mom prioritized that. That was like dad sacrificed so much time and money in order to travel with us. And mom supported him. So they made a good team. What was interesting is um, I don't remember mom and dad like having – friends no like hanging yeah. out outside the home oh yeah like friday they, nights they would do a date night yeah. usually with one other couple that's true yeah that's true but they never traveled alone they no. never went on trips with friends they genuinely liked to hang out with us so it was like snowmobiling with the family mm-hmm. it was boating with the family it was well that's something too about our dad is that like i was talking to my husband about this the other day and then he was saying oh they just went to hawaii because the oldest nephew in our family just well the oldest grandchild just got married and so they went to the wedding and um and 
Lauren, my husband was saying, he was like, did they have fun while they were there? And I was like, I bet he didn't have fun because he only has fun and he only experiences true joy when he's when watching his, his children family is well together. when his entire oh. family is together but also when he's watching his kids have fun yeah like a lot of people Mom's the same way she said that when we did that family cruise not too long ago she's like the best part of this cruise has been watching my children have fun have fun, have fun. yeah because we as parents ourselves we don't they don't see us have fun as yeah. often as they used to when we lived in their home Right. Yeah. And so yeah. they get so, those glimpses and they want to just soak it up. Yeah. Now, when you were younger, did they actually play with you or did they still just, here's something to do or no, here's I felt, somewhere we're going? I felt like it was always work hard, play hard, you know? Okay. Side by side. Side by side. Yeah. Well, that's always how everything was. Like, I don't ever remember mom being like, go scour the toilets. She was on her hands and knees showing us how to scour a toilet. Always. You know? Yeah. Always. So she was right there with you. Yeah. Not dictating or not no thing dad but also dad they also allowed us but they also allowed us our own time to explore creatively with fun like mom wasn't a hovering mom no she wasn't like it's a new age thing she wasn't like this is how you play cards and I'm gonna sit and watch you play cards the whole time while you know like it was like right way yeah so she like showed us what fun was Mm -hmm. and showed us how to clean and then we would take off from there but even to this day, like I still, like last night we were just up in our dad. Like when I say, when I say we're up in my dad's gym, no, he, he (laughs) He built a gym. He built a basketball court. I don't think you've been up there yet. A basketball court. He has talked about this basketball court. Every day for the last 30 years. Since 91. Since 1991 is the first time I remember him talking about Because he would go and play church ball every morning at 4.30 a.m. Because then he would, yeah. Wait, what? Every okay, morning growing on. up. So every morning. He got up. in the morning to go play basketball. With other other dudes. Yeah. In, that just wanted to play. Yeah. Yeah. Early. Yeah. Well, because then he had to go teach seminary, which started at 7. So he had to be home, showered, and uh, no, 630, because it was early morning seminary. So then he was off to that. For 13 years, he did that. And randomly, he was able to talk one of us into always riding over there with him and watching him play basketball with a bunch of other At 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. yeah. And we'd ride on his um, moped. Yeah, moped. Because <laughs> it was just like a mile away. So we'd, we'd stand on the moped in between his legs. <laughs> At 4.30 in the morning, buzz over the church, play some ward ball. Yeah, but this was like the fur he has been talking about this. Yeah, and then He's Ashley's husband Mike just built it for him. Finally, what three years ago? Yeah, three years ago, this basketball court, and he's up in there now every night. You can mm-hmm. find him up in his basketball court from about nine to nine forty-five every single night Shoot playing ball hoops. by himself. Just loving, like yeah. living the dream. Yeah. But last night we just went up. Ash and I did and played ball with him for fifteen minutes. But that's probably the most fun he's had playing basketball in Since the past three him. years. Yeah, because yeah, he just loves, yeah. he loves watching his kids have fun. Okay, so what? Him and mom. What Enneagram number is your dad? Seven. Oh, he's definitely yeah. a seven. Like, hands down. There's not another number I think he is besides seven. <laughs> Can you be 100% and, one number? <laughs> and mom is a six. We did the test with her. She's a six. She's yeah. a loyalist and also a worry wart. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm an eight. Ashley's a seven. 
I'm a seven. I married a seven. She married an eight. It's so. amazing. <laughs> so fun. So, <laughs> so when we get together with our spouses, Lex and Stone, my husband, are off building furniture somewhere. <laughs> they're getting stuff done. Uh-huh. And, the and Lauren and I are just party. like shooting the breeze. <laughs> <laughs> like that's super fun. You guys eating go food, do that. eating a pizza. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> not talking about feelings. No, no, we don't feel. That's not Ew. fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. right. Of course not. Okay, so tons of family play then. I mean, more than anybody else you know, right? I, was I mean, just, am I alone in thinking that this is well? This I never is not actually, typical Idaho behavior. I never really thought that it was like play because it was just our childhood. Like I never really thought because we weren't surrounded by neighbors, so we had no. nothing to compare ourselves to. But we would find play always around the house, whether it was just going around the circle on our bikes, you know, because right. we didn't go anywhere. So we not. had like the driveway we could. Take um, a yeah. they, but they yeah. put in the pool. And in the winters, my dad bought this like old army. Um, what was it like? It was a, a blow barracks? up. It was a blow up tent, essentially, that covered the entire pool. So then we could swim. And he figured out how to winter. heat the pool with coal. So we had a coal like fired boiler yeah, for the pool. boiler. Yeah. And we would swim in the winter. And my mom, bless her heart, just went along with everything. You know, it's like, OK, Twain. Right. Twain's got another fun so idea. As you got old, like into teenage years, how did that? Because then you had to have brought people home, right? Oh, then yeah. you had well, to invite more people. Then in. our house became the house. The house. That's where all of our friends hung out, which was genius. Of it was our genius. parents. Because right. now I look at my kids growing up, and I don't have teenagers, so obviously you can attest to this more so than I can, but you want to create the fun home and the safe home because then you therefore know that your kids are safe and you know who your kids are hanging out with yes and you get to know their friends growing up I wasn't gonna bring around anybody that I didn't think would respect my parents and you know like bring them into the safe environment no thank you yeah if you're not if you're not gonna act appropriately absolutely you're, you're off the list sorry so then it made me choose my friends wiser because I knew that my friends would be hanging out at my parents house and yes. therefore would need to respect my parents and siblings and but how about you Ash yeah no I I agree mom mom was really good about staying up until we got home every night to ask us about the evening but if the evening was there at the house I felt like she I don't know it seems like these days with teenagers, like you want to give them their own privacy and you want to kind of step back and allow them their fun time. And my parents always like interjected their, they wanted to learn more about the friends. They would ask questions. They would hang out. They probably wouldn't helicopter, but they would be on the periphery. But it was also like our friends wanted to hang out with them. I know. Like looking back, I'm like, your friends still want to hang. Let's, let's be clear. Your parents are awesome. I know. I, they st- that's who we go out to dinner with but I think like a big part of it was like open night. communication and the fun factor yeah. and they they wanted to be friends with us growing up so why mm-hmm. wouldn't we want our friends to be friends with them you know right. like it's like a full circle type deal that like yeah I don't know right yeah yeah I, <laughs> I just have a million things going through my head right now about our youth which is weird because I have a terrible memory but just talking are are they are the memories coming back (laughs) flooding back (laughs) (laughs) 
But I just remember like mom always saying you can make shoveling manure fun. Oh, every, so like, s- oh my so gosh, like when all we'd, the time. We'd complain about going to a party with this person or a function with that group. Usually a church it was, activity. It was always <laughs> like, you can make shoveling manure fun. Like go figure it out, mm-hmm. make it fun. And I, and then I just, my dad always seemed to, remember the stickers he used to write on different drawers of the house or closets? Oh, no, I and always it was remember like going out to- $10 or $5. And so that was a fun way to earn money, right? right. Because you could see it. He made me it. rub his feet growing up to get money. So no, I didn't just get well, money I for opening to, up a drawer. I got to organize the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you I had to rub skills? his nasty basketball <laughs> feet with his broken toes and ankles. <laughs> Different childhood. Different childhood. Yeah. childhood. Yep. Yeah. So it never, it never stopped. You no. just played no. all through childhood, played all through teen years. And he still tries to figure out, they still try to figure out ways to play. Oh, yeah. When, when we get together for their business convention. Well, we just did a girl's trip. With yes. mom and Ashley and one of our other sisters. The other two couldn't make it. But we just did a girls trip with for more fun. Mm-hmm. Just for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. Just to reconnect. We were trying to, yeah. yeah. Every, every year for their Beehive conference that they put on for it, the owners of their homes, because they just own the franchise now. They don't own oh, any don't homes own themselves. Any homes. Yeah. yeah. So it's... um it's always somewhere fun this year it's in jackson hole last year it was in park city park city vegas like there's mm-hmm. always fun and but they have us come in a few days before a few days after because we're all together and yes. we have a chance to hang out as a family so we work and we put the kids to work and they're in charge of handing things out and clearing tables mm-hmm. and we've got all 21 grandkids just they all have a buzzing around and just, yeah. yeah and then we play so as soon as the work is done and everyone leaves, then we go boating or to the movies or out to dinner. But like, with think all about thirty-six of us, or, <laughs> you know. I'm just thinking. I'm just thinking about like all of these things that mom and dad have invested in us in order to create play. Whether it was a boat. Or a swimming pool. And like obviously these, the these are things. Snowmobiles. These things. are things that are like more um, lavish, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking back to all of these things. And when was the last time you saw mom and dad in the pool? Or when was the last time that mom or dad went behind the boat? Never. Or took friends on the boat without their family. Like never. it never happened. No, 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 no. They've, like they literally they just invest. Their, they just invest in things and experiences in order to watch their children experience joy and have fun like it's never like I'm buying a boat so that I can go out with all my friends and I can wakeboard Mm -hmm. behind the boat and I can do all these things and like my kids can come too if they want it's Mm -hmm. like no 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 it's like never been like that like they just invest their time and money so that and now we I understand the rewards of it why I'm 40 and I have no friends because I am my parents (laughs) We literally only hang out with our children and each other. But then how do you see that your, are your kids responding in the same way? I mean, cause I feel like, I feel like watching you. You're catching her on a bad week right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Through gritted teeth. What children? (laughs) Which ones? (laughs) 
we are definitely trying to find balance. I came from a family where it, sure, try out basketball and try out volleyball and and you don't like it, that's okay. Right. Finish out the season. Well, but we were raised, we, we were raised almost like, um, in a home where the only thing those that things was in, were frowned upon. Well, like being an, they weren't frowned upon, eh. but they weren't a big deal. Like, like we were never, like there's a lot of homes, especially nowadays where it's like, you are going to be the best basketball player that there's ever been. And you're going to be the best wrestler in Ashley's case and her family. And you're going to be the best piano player. And we're going to yeah. take you to practices every day and lessons every day and recitals. And in our home, it was like, oh, we'd rather just take you guys out on a trip. Like yeah, if you're yeah. involved in all these sports and extracurricular activities, that takes time away from your family. And so our family was our extracurricular activity. Like hanging out with one another was our extracurricular activity. Like, I don't know, did you make a living out of any hobbies that you like? <laughs> <laughs> How's your cheerleading career nowadays? Like, <laughs> rah, rah, rah. I cheer my kids on every day. <laughs> so, okay, there you go. So. <laughs> How about that? How about that? <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, it's a progression, right? Like, the way we were raised influences us, but doesn't set our course necessarily. Correct. We get, a, we get a pick. And so however you've grown up, so I did not have a very playful family at all. I mean, my dad was a UPS man, so we would, I mean, he had four weeks of vacation. One of those had to be the Christmas week. And the other three, we'd go camp. But it wasn't like this bonding experience where we loved being together and we cultivated this relationship. It was kind of we just want peace and quiet. We're just going to head out to the middle of nowhere and right. yeah. find it somewhere. Yeah. And so it's novel to me to watch your family be so close, hear stories of you being always being so close. It's yeah. almost like, yay, another sister is born into the cult. Right? You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Just kind of. Yeah. I mean, not the cult that the Valos are a part of. <laughs> <laughs> just a side asterisk. Side, side, side note. note. Not that. No cult. relation. And, but then watching you grow your families and carry on a lot of those loving traditions of, I loved this as a kid and we're going to do that too. So, you know, Absolutely. you know, the main ingredient in achieving that <laughs> is that our dad was an entrepreneur growing up. Mm -hmm. He created his own work so that he could prioritize his family. and. Even when he was working in landscape and construction, I went to work with him every day. And they talk about um, in her car seat in the okay. van. Sorry. Is the van here? Yeah, in the driveway. We need a pacifier. need a pacifier. <laughs> That's a very important piece of the puzzle, puzzle <laughs> with the baby. Okay, <laughs> um, sorry. So all our dad was an entrepreneur growing up. And he did that. He could have had a lot of different jobs, it's but he chose jobs that were flexible mm -hmm. and he created jobs that were flexible so that he could prioritize his family and fun. Mm -hmm. Those were the two most important things to him. And because he prioritized that for us, they often say like, you marry somebody like your dad or you marry somebody like your mom if you're a boy, you know? And so I think all of us 
as women prioritized in finding a husband, somebody that would prioritize our family right. and so, and fun. And so we all searched out other entrepreneurs who my dad was smart and tricky in starting tricky, businesses tricky, tricky. with each of these husbands <laughs> so that he could one, keep his oh. girls close and two, so that we would all have the same vacation days and we would all be able to spend time together as a family. Kind of brilliant, right? Brilliant. He is. Compl yeah. And Completely so, brilliant. But because of that, I, all of us have flexible schedules and all of us yeah. have that mentality that like you work and then you play. Whereas mm -hmm. a lot of times people work and work and work and work mm -hmm. and there is no play. They put off play for too long. Yeah. And then there's not enough time. And then to it's like, what are you going to do? Play when you're dead? Right. Like, yeah. And another exactly. saying That's that dad had, you have to find balance was you make right? money to spend money. That make was money like another thing. <laughs> So That's we'll probably true. be like, oh yeah, as poor me, when we're old, but we're having fun have right now. Aside for retirement, <laughs> it'll take care of itself. It's hey, it always does. Uh, we'll figure it out when we get there. Until then, we're we're having fun. We are playing. Yeah, but but we do. I feel like we work hard to play. But hard. you have to make it. You have to make it a priority. You do. Priority. And it doesn't so come naturally. Hard to get away. Yeah, it's hard to get away. It's hard to find the money to get away. Like we said, our dad was balancing three jobs growing up so that he could pay for summer vacations mm -hmm. and taking the time off, you know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But and that was just. Each of you have found a way to prioritize that differently. I mean, because you travel all the time with your kids. Yeah. 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 I mean, and have since they were tiny. Yeah. Right? Well because, my, yes. well, because yeah. my husband was also a touring musician growing up. So he was the drummer in a band. And so he grew up going, driving cross country a hundred different times, mm -hmm. playing music. And so when we met each other, travel was a priority for me. And then it was for him too. And we were like, cool, we're just going to keep doing this together. Mm -hmm. And then when kids come into the picture, everybody's like, oh, well, you can't travel anymore with kids. It's too crazy. And I was like, what? Like, that's mm -hmm. not how I was raised. Right. So exactly. why would I, like, yeah. my parents instilled within me and you that, mm -hmm. We can do whatever, and it's only magnified. The happiness is only magnified when your children are with you. Right. You know? Exactly. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's true because, I mean, society's brainwash of, like, you have to start nesting. You have to start staying at home yeah. to create this stability. And I don't think that's no. – stability is fine. Absolutely. But I wouldn't say that it cultivates – adaptability and curiosity and creativity you know it's it's kind of stagnating so you have to I mean I have no idea what kind of yeah I have no idea what my Enneagram number is however <laughs> my, my inner core is like no I I have to stay at home always and protect all the things and it's only you're a six yeah <laughs> you're a six and a nine Perfect. bedtimes <laughs> that's a thing bedtime's right? a thing and making sure like my checklist is checked off yeah but it's only since maybe late 20s now early 30s that I'm realizing I don't like that I, I'm not actually naturally drawn to that I don't yeah. want to be the parent that's like hit all these marks because there's nothing to be there's there's just a waste can full of checked off things mm -hmm. at the end of your life there's not rich life experiences that are yeah 
yes. fulfilling. Yes. But all those check marks got you to here. And you're changing lives. Yeah. Well, I mean. And you're creating play for, you know. Trying to make me cry stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, I think there's a reason why we go down certain paths in our lives. You know? Yeah. Because even you can take where you're at and you can see like how you want to make changes and implement new things. Mm -hmm. But it was all those checklists and it was that structure that helped you get to look at you doing what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Well, and I think there's probably value, like you said, in both mentalities. Absolutely. Trying to find, and everybody's balance is never going to be equal on no. both sides. You ask, have to no. find the ask fit. Ask me about my want. last list I made. Did, did you make a list? No. You've never made a list? I don't do lists. I make a list every single day. It, it Tell just, me how many things get crossed off, but I make a list every day. It just reminds me of your failure. My failures. <laughs> And I would rather not feel because I'm a seven. <laughs> Gosh. And I feel too much. I like lay in bed having anxiety attacks every single well, night. Well, I still have those because that's just natural for being a mom. Yeah, How and living in this world. Probably yeah. a dad too, right? Like the more you love, the more you... That's also, that's also another thing is this world is far different than it was when we grew up. Like... Play, I feel like, was easier and more wholesome when we were children because there was no distraction. We didn't have a TV in our van when we were going to all 50 states. We didn't have any technology. Oh. We had a cassette player. Montgomery, Wait, Alabama, I was just going to say, know, should we bust out Alaska, our songs? Phoenix, Arizona, Little Rock, Arkansas, Sacramento, California, Denver, Colorado, Hartford, Connecticut. Oh, for real. <laughs> Dover, Delaware, Tallahassee, oh Florida. Are we doing the whole thing? <laughs> George <laughs> Washington, John Adams, and then Thomas Jefferson, James Madison, no, and James Monroe. Were you taught? Somebody, no, this was on our listen? cassette tape. These were our cassette tapes, tapes that we had in our van. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, so not yeah. only did we learn the Judds, not only <laughs> did we drink our mom's <laughs> brewed kombucha, but we know every president up until ooh. I don't know. When did the song end? Bush, George W. No, George, George Bush. It was just one George Bush back then. No, Ronald Reagan, right. No, he was before he Bush. Was, yeah, obviously. I'm saying that's when the that's song when the was. Song ended. It was one of them. <laughs> one of them's where the song ended, and then yeah. you got to piece it together from yeah. there. It's fine. From there, we have no idea. <laughs> but there's still only 50 states, so we still but know that we song. We sang the songs together, and nowadays, back to what you were saying, is probably that everyone's on their own devices, doing their own things, listen to their own radio. Yeah, they're together, but they're separate still. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, so I think that that's why there's like such an overabundance nowadays of like depression and teenagers and all these things and it's like even though there's they're constantly surrounded by humans they're mm -hmm. not getting human interaction there's not no connecting. connection it's not the true connection no. that we were evolved to get to absolutely you know, yeah like that we progressed as a species to get to yeah and I think you're right because I think well and one we don't prioritize it no because no. we run these kids till they're almost yes. dead Yes. And then we say, now you have to get all of these grades. So you have to do all the studying so that you can prepare for the life that you're going to have after. 
not realizing we're killing. Yeah. You know, we're tamping out the sparks that will light up a life of fulfillment after. It's like creating mini robots. Yes. That are like smart. No, it really and, is. Yeah. But there's no human connection there's behind no, yes. those eyes. <laughs> so you have to capitalize. I feel like we have to capitalize on the times when we're together. Yeah. Whether it is in the car on a road trip or at the dinner table, which is a rarity. At the bar. Yeah. At the... <laughs> Yeah, on the couch. Yeah, on the couch. Can be together as a family. You have to capitalize on those. So we have random dance parties and lots of trips to the fast eddies. Fast eddies. (laughs) Yeah, gas station. We love the gas station. Or over to our house (laughs) on bicycles. Or when her when we go down to Southern California, our kids ask to go to the liquor store all the time. And I think it's hysterical because their liquor store is the gas station. Yeah. Right. Without gas. But when we come back to Idaho and they request to go to the liquor store, it's like, like oh, it's no, it's just liquor there. There's like, different. there's no suckers at the and checkout. It's pretty just sure liquor. you're not allowed in, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, in the state yeah. of Idaho, they're not. State yeah. of California, yeah. things are a little bit loose. So you have to capitalize. Capitalize. As parents Prioritize now, and then capitalize. And because then, also, I mean, like, they don't survive very well if you cut them off completely with devices and like, well, I feel like they don't have the social capital. I just feel like it's the natural order. It's what's happening. And so I, I fear that, that they won't learn um, how to balance their own mm-hmm. like time. If we don't, don't literally show them, get down on your hands and knees and show them how to scrub a toilet. Show them how to scrub a yeah. toilet. You literally have to get down on your hands and knees and show them how to have fun. Like it's like, right. or how long to stay on their to. devices to, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, cause they have to be able to self-regulate at some point. They do. Cause we have to launch them into this world they do. and hope that we've taught them. But how often have enough. you known someone that was like, I was raised with no sugar. And so anytime I got into the pantry of the neighbor's house, I would eat handfuls of sugar. Okay. That was just me. <laughs> well, I didn't. I <laughs> ate handfuls of sugar at the neighbor's house or, or, um, but I would also have dad would leave me Red Bulls and donuts on the front seat of my That's car true. when I got out to lunch she every day. She lived school. a different childhood. <laughs> I was so spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for reals, you got a dollar and quarters. <laughs> and but I guess what I'm saying is, like, the more you like keep from your kids, mm-hmm. uh, it's just like human nature to want more of it, right? So, like, right. the kids that can't watch TV, they come into someone else's home and they're just, like, glued. They can't keep their eyes from looking at the TV. Yes. So, yeah. I think moderation is good, and I think that we have to keep teach our kids how to self-moderate. I think that's really pertinent to parenting now, simply because everybody's in that same mess. Mm-hmm. We're all in it together. Trying to figure it and out. If we don't show our kids how to have human to human contact and appreciate it yeah. and find value in it, then the next generation is screwed. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. Uh, okay. Last question. Let's talk about what you guys want to leave behind. What do you want to be known for at the end of your life? And it doesn't, mm. I'm, I'm not looking for like a life creed. Or your eulogy. Yeah, yeah, Just some of your core values that you want, that you're trying to live now, that you would like to still be standing. 
when so I so I've been struggling this goes into my anxiety attacks that I've been having every single night and I can't go to just bed breathe through your nose and out yeah. through your mouth sis buck it up buck in it up sis. <laughs> buck it up we heard that one a lot growing up buck, buck it, it up. up buck it up you're fine our mom our mom always you're fine you're, she raised us to be independent strong women we didn't own a scale in our house no we didn't know how much we weighed or no. what we looked like beauty didn't matter smarts didn't matter really <laughs> it was like just buck it up and be a tough woman you're good and you can shovel manure and have fun while you're doing it but she was raised <laughs> by her father who was a mountain man and he was a hunter and a mm -hmm. yeah know? and he bucked it and up so all she time. bucked it up well bucked she didn't have this she didn't have anybody to go to to stroke her feelings and listen to her and you know yeah so it was like she learned how to replace tires and change the oil on her car and she worked at a car mechanic place for a long time mm -hmm. growing up like she's way more handy than our dad is <laughs> but our dad can shoot at the three-pointer like nobody's business <laughs> it's true this is true um but no I lay in bed every single night and I cannot go to bed maybe it's this whole like three child thing where I just like what's the purpose like, what's the purpose oh. of, like, life? And what am I doing? And nothing really matters except for my children. And what if I die tomorrow? Like, are my kids going to be? Like, there's just a lot of stress. Yeah. Like, lots of stress. You're juggling. And You're in the mix of the crazy. Like, this is the part where super enjoyable. A two-year house remodel, a two-year long audit. Pushing two businesses and three children and, and it's your just, kids are crazy and my kids have a lot of energy um but no I was thinking about this the other day and the what I want to leave behind I'm trying to wrap this up um our son has spina bifida he's six years old um he doesn't walk unassisted he's got a walker um and sometimes my husband and I get bummed because we're like, he's not going to experience the same fun that we did. He's not going to be, I was the fastest girl in my elementary school. He's never going to be that fastest boy. Like, he's never going to play, like, play. My husband didn't play any sports. He's never going to skateboard and snowboard. And he snowboards. He, we do things with him. But he's not going to do the experience it the same way that our, my husband and I did. And... We were at his physical therapy the other day, and there's this boy, um, I still don't know his name, Kanan or Kaden. Anyway, he's in a wheelchair, and um, he can't talk, and he can hardly move his arms, and he's got an iPad that talks for him, and it has two choices on the screen. And if he can get his arm lifted up just high enough, he can push one of the buttons to say hello or goodbye or smell you later. And... Aww. So Arrow, every week we run into him when we're leaving, and Arrow pushes his walker up to him and stands on top of his walker and helps lift his arm, like tries to get his stiff arm to push the buttons on his screen. Mm -hmm. And he sits there and he laughs with him and he talks to him and he asks him questions. And this sweet boy can't talk, but Arrow thinks he's hilarious and he doesn't judge him. He doesn't say what's wrong with him. He doesn't say, Mom, why isn't he talking? Why does he look weird? Why isn't he in a wheelchair? He doesn't say any of these things. And so I came home from taking him to PT and I was like, I can only imagine that what I felt and saw today is what parents feel when they see their kids win a scoring goal at a soccer game 
or I was like, I don't care if my kids are athletic or score goals. Like what I want is them to be good people and not to judge others and to interact with other people like they're on the same page and we're all just humans. Like Arrow's not different than somebody who can walk, who's different than somebody who is a different skin color, who's different than somebody who doesn't speak English. You know, like we're all in this together. We're all in this crazy messed up world together and we're just all on different pages. But I, what I want to leave behind is just good humans so that they can carry on decent <laughs> relationships yes commonalities yeah. human interaction yeah and these things that you don't see nowadays anymore like there's just a lot of judging and there's a lot of hate and there's a lot of um hiding behind a computer and there's just moral deficit pretty yes. much just, yes yeah. and so like who cares in the long run if you i don't know if you're the best at a thing like you should just be the best at being a good human being. Yeah. And so well, and if there's it sounds like you're modeling that already. Like you're you must be modeling it because I don't or know about that, but I try. It. I yeah. try. And because they don't pick it up unless they see it somewhere. Yeah. And I mean and Arrow's angelic. I mean like he's super sweet. He is a good Where human. I have my pinhole oh, version of is. his life. He really but, is an angel. And I feel like you foster that, you encourage that, you allow him to blossom and be him. I think the biggest thing with that too is that we have to be slow. Like he has forced us to be slow and to walk slow, breathe slow, talk slow. Like just getting from A to B, we can never be in a hurry with him. Like Mm -hmm. one, because he walks slower. Um, Two, because he talks slower. But three is he has to meet every single person between a and b and what's your name how old are you do you have any kids oh really what are their names like tell me a joke I love jokes I want to be a chef when I grow up like he has to carry on conversations with every person that he meets and so he's forcing my husband and I to have human interaction with thousands of people every week and so I think that we're we're in such a busy world nowadays when at the end of the day, when you're laying down and your body is slowing down, you think back and you're like, what's the purpose in being rushed? Like, why did I rush today? Why? Did it really matter? Did it make, like, did it make, that did it make a, a difference? difference? Yeah. No. Like had I slowed down and talked to the clerk at the gas station, like, or had I interacted with somebody and like, human interaction and making friends and having conversations and leaving an imprint on other people's lives. Those are the only thing that matter. Like that's the only thing, the connections we make here are the only things we get to take with us. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All of the intangible, the love, the connection. But it's like, sometimes I work so hard and I'm like, why? I don't even care about money. Like I could care less about money. Mm-hmm. Like why am I working so hard to achieve what? Like the only thing I should be achieving is goodness within my children so that they can go on and invest that into the world. Like the only thing that matters is instilling these good memories and good experiences and cultivating a good life for my family. And that's how we were raised. Like it comes full circle. That's our parents invested so much time and effort into creating good human beings. Like 
I can't speak for the rest of our children or siblings in the family. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Everybody. We're the only ones that turned out. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that was that was the priority and that was the mission. And that's like our parents tried. Bless their hearts. (laughs) They tried. They really. But they consistently. We're all a little messy. They're still trying. If I learned anything, it's consistency. It's consistency. It just matters that you just keep moving forward. Yeah. Maybe yeah. you're going slow. Maybe yeah. you're, you don't know if you're going in the right direction. Maybe you're just trying your best, but it's the consistency that pays off. And I think that's where your parents like hit gold. It was, but what's funny is that they're not done to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not, done. They're not I, done. I hear a lot of, and I see a lot of older couples that are like, we're empty nesters now. Like we're not parents anymore. Right. And I've never seen mom and dad do that. Mom, it, do you want to hear gracious. My the dad saddest came, story My dad came and ever. visited me seven times yesterday. Like, they're not done being parents. Right. They're just seven. Yeah. Seven true. times. And then he got I mud flaps. I was there flaps. for two of them. He got mud flaps custom made for his truck that have my company logos on. Yeah. My company logo on oh them. Because he's true. so proud. <laughs> right. He's so proud. In his gym, he's got life-size photos of us on the walls. Stickers, giant stickers of us. What are they called? Real like life fat heads. Yeah, like the big. Oh wait, just your life head. size. Not like a family. I mean, no, it's like the whole body. body of us wearing chaps. Because he and took cowboy. Us, he took he took us on like one so of those city slickers. Our true natural <laughs> element. <laughs> because we're like cowboys or something. Oh. <laughs> he took us on a cattle drive a couple of years ago. I think I remember. And seeing those pictures, are the yeah. photos that he blew up to <laughs> stick <laughs> on the gymnasium walls. Because <laughs> all about family. Not. Because oh, it's yeah. all about family, yeah. and he, he does. He loves us. He's super proud of us. He loves his grandkids even more. Oh. But if you ask them, what do they want to leave behind, I guarantee they would say to just see their children happy. 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 That's all I want. I just want happy children. I, they don't need to be state champions. As much as we, yeah, as much as we push it, as what, it's good. Like, they're worthy goals. Right. what my husband says all the time. It's good to have good, worthy goals. Mm-hmm. And he is able to spend so much one-on-one time with each one of them, coaching them and showing them how things done and working mm-hmm. with them. And they're getting stronger. And yes. it's good. It's all good stuff. But mm-hmm. finding the balance between working hard and just having happiness, that's yeah. where that's where it's tough. I always say, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, trying to find the balance, you know? Just keep plodding along. She has four children who are all wrestlers, three three boys (laughs) and one girl, and they're all wrestlers. (laughs) And it's a year-round sport. Yeah, yeah, it's Mm year-round. So it's a lot. just play. (laughs) We don't do sports. (laughs) We we play and work really hard, but happiness we just want to leave behind good kids yeah well because that's that really is the mark on the world is that if we lived a good life and they can then go on and live a good life that really is like the perpetual legacy right Right. yeah right they just continue the good in the world you you want you want for others what has brought in you happiness yes right 
it's it's never like the right way or the only way but we've ex- we've experienced it so we want that for you yes know? and we want that for our kids mm-hmm. our parents provided a really good happy fun life yeah i think i think we would all agree on that it's all of har- us kids it's hard to um <clears throat> grasp the concept that not everybody is raised the same way like I, because well, it's like I noticed it. Sure. it. It is. It's our normal. And I had worked for this outdoor wilderness treatment program, and I met some of the parents within the program whose children were in this these at risk teens, and and I visited one after she was done with the program, and her father was awful, like cussing her out, cussing me out in front of her, telling her she was worthless, she wasn't going to amount to anything. Um, just such an awful human being. And at this point in my life, I was 22 years old. And I remember calling mom and dad on the way home from her house, bawling. And I was like, I had no idea that some children are raised with parents like that. Like, I had no idea. It's not fair. Like, I, I had no idea. And so I just, like, told them over and over again, thank you so much for loving me. Thank you so much for being good to me. Thank you so much for respecting me. And how many of those phone calls do you think you've made since you've left the home? Gosh, hundreds. Hundreds. Especially when I'm covered in puke in and the middle of the night. apologies, right? Like, yeah. I'm so sorry for throwing a fit when you did my hair, you know? Like, because right. you just experienced that with your own daughter and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> or, or you go to the school and you see the daughter who's hair isn't done right. and is never done. And, and it was and school you, picture day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, mom. Thank you, dad. Yes, we've spent years and years trying to thank and apologize. But I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy to, especially like right now, sitting down and reflecting on our past. Because either A, it's going to remind you of those experiences and memories and things that you want to carry on with your own children Mm -hmm. um, in the form of lessons taught or um, experiences or fun that you had. Or you can look back on your childhood and be like, these are the things I do not want to carry on. And you can be that chain link that breaks in. You're the editor. Yeah, Yeah, of the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, because like not all of us came. So when I'm leaving this girl's house, I'm like, man, this sucks. Like, this is what she has to deal with for the rest of her life. But she can either take her experiences and her youth now and she can carry on with her children how her dad treats her mm-hmm. or she can be this new lineage for everyone else to come below her. Yeah, start a new you cycle. Know? And so, and I think that that's a beautiful thing with our parents, both of them. Oh, oh both yeah. Them is they weren't raised he, in a home like they raised us in. Neither of them. Neither really? of them. No. No. Mm-mm. And I but, think that that's why they work so hard at creating a healthy, fun, happy lifestyle for us kids because they didn't have that. Same with your right. husband. Right. Yeah. But I do think you can see things that they've implemented that they love, right? Yeah. That, that they did. Parts of their childhood, parts mm-hmm. of the way they were raised. Yes. My dad loves his hometown. So he takes his kids and his grandkids to his hometown because of the nature and the beauty and the horses and the, right. you know. And you're disconnected because there's no service out there. There's no Wi-Fi. Absolutely. Like it's just like uninterrupted yeah. family yeah. time. 
And when we go out there, we shoot. And that wasn't, that was, that came from my mom. That came, my grandpa taught us how to shoot. Like, oh, that was not what your dad did in his hometown. No, 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 no. I think, I think Poppy taught my dad how to shoot. He was a dry cattle farmer. Yeah. 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 But so it's just interesting because, because they broke the cycle. They broke the cycle cycle. and and edited it to be something that was of value to them and their core value. And they're still. Yeah. Showing up and still doing it. We better it. be mom and dad's favorite kids at the end of this. Absolutely. <laughs> right. I don't know how many times I've said absolutely tonight, but absolutely. <laughs> we'll make sure that one sticks. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you both for taking the time to do this. I know you're taking time away from kids and families and parents, no. obviously. <laughs> no, so. no, no. Thank you for taking thank us you. out of our homes <laughs> this evening for a nice little girl bonding. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank one you. On I, I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your time. Thanks. Yeah. No, thank of course. You, Sarah. Thank you. Thanks for all you're doing. Oh, I enjoyed that immensely. And thank you to both of the Walker girls, Ashley and Lex, for being such fantastic guests. They even fed me dinner and and made sure I was out on the road safely home to Salt Lake and they're amazing. So here are those golden thoughts again. Number one, sacrifice for and prioritize those things that matter to you. Do it now and you won't regret it. Number two, invest in people, not things. Invest in experiences. Even if you only have time to invest, and that means you have to get up at 4:30 a.m., invest it. Number three, Do not put off playing. You have one life to play in. Don't waste it. And as a bonus little nugget there, taking your time is never a bad thing. Taking time to be you, to make human connection, to make people feel seen, to hear about another human being is what this life is about and it's what you get to take with you. So take your time and you won't regret it. So remember to check out Walker Family Goods online. I have included the links in um, in my show notes. And go listen to Lex's podcast, put it on my tab. Her first episode, she goes over just more of the history of her family. And um, it just lends more to why they're incredible beings. Um, this podcast is fueled by my family's mission at the Oliver Fund. We send toys to children in hardship all over the world. Because we believe in the value of work, but we also believe in the value of play. It's a part of our family creed. You can find out more online at theoliverfund.org or on social media at The Oliver Fund and at Art of Play Podcast. Here's to leaving you to your weekend a little more hopeful and hopefully more happily playful, if only for five minutes.